0: I'm Tanya and I'm Spring. This is a page in my diary podcast where we will be discussing past and current events and life experiences. Today we will be talking about the idea of living off the government. So I shared a meme with Tanya on Facebook and it was like something about um, living off the people that get social security or anything government funded that People that don't get it, they they are paying, it's coming out of their pocket. So basically they paying for whoever gets it to live. So that's how, that's what we would start with. I feel like today we could really just like dive into this topic and me and Spring can both give our perspectives Mm -hmm. and our experiences about uh, receiving uh, certain assistance from the government. So of course I have notes. I wouldn't be me if I didn't take notes. (laughs) Um, I just want to first kind of like read a couple things I wrote down about what welfare programs actually are. So welfare programs are government subsidies to the poor. Recipients must prove their income falls below a target which is a percentage of the federal poverty level. So um, in 2019 that's about $25,000 a year for a family of four. Mm -hmm. So pretty much in order to even get anything that's part of your welfare program, you got to prove that you are living below the poverty level. And also just want to put out there that there are six programs that the U.S. has that would be considered like a welfare program. And that's Medicaid, SNAP, which is food stamps, um, Supplemental uh, Security Income, and that's for those who are Disabled in some way who are unable to get a job. So the government will supplement that for them Um, Earn income tax credit and housing assistance, which Mm -hmm. could be section 8 or like housing authority And so that's what we'll be discussing and I have questions of course. So Our first question is what our experience is receiving um, government assistance if we have so I'm gonna let spring go first okay um i have received government assistance food stamps cash and low-income housing um it's it's beneficial and it's 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 kind of annoying all at the same time because you know you kind of need the help but you don't want people to feel like you can't do it on your own because you really can but sometimes it's hard when you work a part-time job or you make less than what everybody else making, and you got three or four kids. I'm gonna cut you off. Let's go up a little bit. Okay. I like in okay. And you need help getting food or paying your bills or, you know, you know, they have programs where um, they help you pay your light bill or your gas bill. And I just sometimes feel like they just want to know too much of your information. They always want to know your information, your income, any changes in the income, any changes in the family household, who living with you and who eating off you and who making the food and is the kids making the food? Like how are they going to make the food? They can't right. cook. We cooking. Right. And when it comes with, um, like, cause they do cash benefits too. You can get food stamp and you can get cash. And when you want, when you want to get cash, you gotta make sure you keep a job. Or if you don't have a job, you gotta go to a class and build a resume and start looking for a job. And it's it's good and bad. And it's not something that I will want to live on for the rest of my life. Right. Um, I've had government assistance too. I know when I got pregnant, I received. Um, prenatal care, mm-hmm. I qualified for that, but immediately, like it's six weeks after my six week checkup, they immediately took me off. Mm-hmm. Um, I because I was back working full time, so I didn't qualify for the Medicaid only for my prenatal care because that is very expensive. Mm-hmm. My son has continued on to um, receive Medicaid. I'm it's uh, so we're like one uh, two household family, so we're poor so he can he they give him some health care so he's got he's been getting health care since he was born but we i got food stamps too i got food stamps when i was pregnant and i got them when i was out of work i was out of work for like two months and then as soon as you know because like spring said every so often you got to go check up with them and update them give them um paycheck mm-hmm. stuff and, and everything so when i start back working going back full time they looks like you can get twelve dollars and so mm-hmm. after that i was like you know what uh i'm not even about to give y'all all my information for twelve right. dollars and it, i think it's literally insulting to tell somebody i'm going to give you twelve dollars a month to eat off of it's just either you're not going to you you're not going to do it or you are and i it's one more thing I've had experience with. Um, oh, trying to get child care a voucher. Mm. Is that government or state funded? I think it's both. See, I, I, I know from living back in Illinois where it's, it's like, see, in North Carolina, it's really hard to get child care help because child care is expensive. It is. you can have one and a half kids, and you will be spending thousands on childcare for real. Just imagine people with three and four and five and six kids. You know, right? But I know in Illinois, you go. You don't even have to go to the. Public service building, all you do is you go up to whatever school you pick, or you choose, and they give you the paperwork. Okay. So you just go right in. But in North Carolina, you got to wait because I done tried to put my kids on there. And um, they told me that the waiting list is like two or three years. Yeah, and I've been living in North Carolina. And that's what I'm saying. So I know that was through social services. Mm-hmm. Like I went up to the office and they let me look for a daycare and mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> And as soon as I gave them my uh, paycheck subs, they said I made a dollar too much. Mm. And the um and I'm, I'm I've been I've been a single parent. That's not anything I'm trying to hide. I've been a single parent for years, so I need help paying for daycare. And um I made a dollar too much, and the supervisor wouldn't override it. And so I would say the con is definitely definitely like. They want you to just be poor. It's like keeping people in this system of poverty. Mm-hmm. Like you have to prove by giving these people all your information. And I don't want to give you my paycheck stubs, my social security number, and every time I'm moving, but I got to tell you all this just to prove how poor I am mm-hmm. so y'all can help me. Mm-hmm. And that is the con to it. I would say a pro is being able to afford, and subs because it's a subsidy. Subsidizing um, the cost of health care and food and housing, um, that's a benefit. And in my personal opinion, I think that those things are a necessity. I don't, that's not even a privilege. Like mm-hmm. it's not a privilege to be able to eat and right. have somewhere to lay your head and right. being able to go to the doctor. That's not a privilege. That's a necessity. So of course it's a pro if there's any programs that's able to help those who are in poverty. Those who are poor, those who are struggling to live in paycheck to paycheck, of course, that's a pro. So I'm whispering there are pros and cons to um, getting government assistance. Let's see. Um, do you believe it's living off the government? Do you think that um, when you receive the benefits you are living off the government and taxpayers' dollars. No, I think it's... Well, personally, I think um, when you do receive, if you can't even qualify to receive any benefits, it should be just um, for that time. You shouldn't want to stay on it for the rest of your life. You shouldn't want your kids to be on it. You should want better. But if you do need it, I don't think that you're living off the government because when it's all said and done, you know, We still are out here. We still working. We still taking care of things. We still making things happen without that system, you know, and um, when it comes to the taxpayers dollars, like people that get assistance pay taxes as well. So it's we all paying for it. Yeah, it's not just one person that's not getting it. They pay thousands of people food stamps. No, that's not true because we pay, people that get um, full stamps. me, we pay taxes too. And taxes come out of our checks. We pay taxes every time we go to the store, every single time. So it, it's, I know, it's right. not living off the government. I agree too, um, and I think that's such a huge misconception, and that goes just into classism. Mm-hmm. But we might do a whole other podcast on like class <laughs> and structure in America. But I do think I will say this though: I think America in the class system of like rich, middle class, poor, it has made people judge poor people as if that is a character trait, like. You poor, you're bad, you're evil, you're all this, and I'm paying for you. Mm-hmm. And in all, actu- in all actuality, um, and I wrote it down most people who receive certain benefits, food stamps, SSI, housing, they are working people. And some of the main jobs I uh, looked up the statistics there are uh, health care workers, like home health, daycare workers these are like the main jobs of people who would probably receive um benefits on top of working though Mm -hmm. um dang i wrote something else down it was like home health um child care fast food workers and and we that's obvious like waitresses don't make nothing Mm -hmm. fast food you're going to get Probably minimum wage if you're not in upper management, and then college students who are just working part time. So you know, I do think that's a misconception where people think these people are just literally not doing anything mm, with their life. They just sitting around you getting a check. That's get right. Getting a check, getting food stamps. Selling they're paying them. <laughs> taxes too, and and also I can't really speak. For, I I would hope like because I've heard people who are. Would be considered middle class, which we know that middle class is becoming obsolete. There's mm-hmm. just either you're rich or you're poor. Now it's almost no middle class. But those who don't really like qualify as below poverty, but they definitely are not rich. It's hard for them. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they probably need food stamps and right. They they're working two three jobs. Like. It's just common now to work too. I have always I have two jobs now. Like I have always worked two or three jobs since I've been working. Seriously. Just to make ends meet because I I was one of those people, even below poverty, I I still didn't qualify for food stamps. So me and my son gotta eat every month. Mm-hmm. um, but he gets Medicaid and I'm and that's coming out of my check. Um so I do I, I wish people would debunk that misconception of like, oh, rich people, middle-class people is just paying for poor people Um, and homeless people, they don't get any benefits, so you know, I I would hope people understand like you're not even helping a homeless person. This is just my opinion. This is my personal opinion though. As much as money as I don't have, if them taking a little percentage out of my check, because I think it's like 30-some dollars, If you're rich, rich, they still ain't taking no more than a 100. Right. And that probably wouldn't face a very rich person. But if they're going to take a little percentage out, I'm happy I can help feed somebody. I'm happy that knowing that that can go to somebody eating, possibly eating, somebody possibly getting housing and all that. I, You know, it don't bother me at all. And that's just my opinion on it. And just to debunk this myth that all our money is going to, just... Well, because I wrote this the spring now so I got my notes. Um we are spending one a hundred and fifty-two point eight billion dollars for like welfare programs, but for war military expenses is five hundred and ninety-eight point five billion. So that's a huge difference. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's a huge difference. So I just I would say this, just educate yourself, do some research. Um do some research really understand like government funding state funding and what that all mean what that all means and one more thing and i'm because i know i'm just talking too much rich people get tax breaks so you got people who would say that a person receiving food stamps or housing is visible like you can visibly see them receiving benefits but a person that's very rich they get huge tax breaks like middle class people are paying the majority of taxes Mm -hmm. and also federal government jobs is federal government funded Mm -hmm. and those people are rich Mm -hmm. i'm trying to get one of them i'm trying to get one of them jobs to be quite honest um so i don't know just we got to really do better with doing our research we got to really do better with a lot of the misconceptions of what social service is in, in the programs that it provides any feedback on that? No. Okay. Let me see. I I know I wrote a couple more questions down. I kind of like the same questions. Oh, so I was reading and it was talking about how even people who are unable to like find a job, sometimes it's hard to find a job so they do get the cash benefits but the cash benefits is really not enough to 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 be sustainable so they were saying like it would probably be better if the government just provided more jobs for Mm -hmm. people and instead of giving them these certain benefits how about giving them a job Mm -hmm. so spring what do you agree with that or not do you think we should do away with the social service and just provide more jobs because america does they have a lot of things are like overseas and it's just hard to find a job yes it is a good job and so if if we make more of our products here instead of letting China make everything (laughs) i'm just saying they make so much of our products and things that we use yeah so would you would you prefer the them providing jobs or do you do you think we need to keep it with the benefits Mm Mm-hmm. I think that they should bring more jobs out here as far as us making our own stuff because that'll make that'll that'll get a chance for people that have felonies or just people that just can't get a job that they'll be able to get a job and they'll be able to work. Instead of sitting people in a classroom like a work first classroom and all they're doing is building a resume and nine times out of ten, you still ain't going to be able to get the job because your resume not even good because right. you had, don't have no work experience. And you know, the little four, four or three something dollar a month, 300 that you get in a month, it's not even helping. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. You know, you spend that on the kids or pay a bill, and and that's it. So yes, I do agree. I think they should bring more jobs out here. I think we should make our own stuff. I do too. I, I think we should make our own stuff. Yeah, I'm not gonna go too deep in it, but I I mean I think that's kind of like no brainer. Like mm-hmm. of course, because not only would providing um a job give people opportunity to. Provide for themselves because we live in America. We are a capitalist economy, which tells us you have to work to eat. Mm-hmm. We are not socialists. So, like I said, the things that I consider a necessity, America considers it a privilege. If you don't have money, then you can't get health care. If you don't have money, you can't eat. If you don't have money, you can't sleep anywhere. That's why we have a lot of homelessness. So I would love to see people have a better opportunity to just get a job. Mm-hmm. That's It's just really hard to get a job. Capitalism plays a big part in that, but I'm not going to go there. Not today, I don't think we have time. Um, do you think that social services, welfare, all those things, do you think that that is a system put in place to help or to, oppress people by keeping them in poverty. I think it depends on how you play it, personally. Because if you need the help, then you need the help. But that don't mean that you're going to need the help forever. If you get housing and, you know, your rent is only like... Let's say you are working. You ain't one of the people that get housing and then you quit your job and your rent only $50. Which, I mean, hey, that's just... Hey, I don't... I'm not... Talking about nobody, but look if you are working in your rent and you got a nice little apartment and your rent only like three something a month, how about you go to school? How about you save your money? How about you, you know, fix your car up? How about you make plans to move? You don't live there forever you can't live there forever you got to move to the next level you know you you want section eight which i think section eight is great i really do i'm not against section eight at all but you know you don't want to live on it forever you know it's just good if you can get section eight that's good for you because it's so hard to get section eight Boy, people be on them waiting list for years. They be all the way out three states, three states, and they them they call them. They gonna be right back. Like I forgot all about Section Eight, but look, I got it. But that don't mean you stay on it forever. Right. I think it's just I think it goes how you play it. If you wanna be on it forever, then that's you gonna be stuck forever in that system. But if you use it to your advantage and save up your money and do the right things for you to be able to get off of it, that's even better it really is when you're able to just provide for your own self that always feels good but i think i feel two ways i don't i'm I'm not like definite on like um i think it perpetuates being in poverty or you know it makes people lazy i don't know I, i feel like both ways like i feel like it definitely is a system created to keep impoverished people in a place Mm -hmm. and that is the purpose of the tracking of the I need all your paycheck stubs Mm -hmm. I need your birth certificate your social security number all your kids all their information as long Mm -hmm. as you are receiving these benefits you have to abide by Mm -hmm. these certain rules I've never lived in um housing but I I know um people who have and they have to have their house looking a certain way because they can just come inspect it and um you gotta s- s- have certain rules I know some people even have curfews I mean it's just it's ridiculous and then you have to think about where 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 they put like housing like you have to think about where where they gonna place you at most housing areas are not in the it's not in Mm-mm. up there in Hills and the nice neighborhood—they right. put you right in the slums, yeah, in the ghetto. Do you want me to be there for the rest of your life? Yeah. I feel like Seriously. it's almost like a, a form. It's not. um It's like a form of imprisonment, but with, but it's it's so vague mm-hmm. because look at all the rules. Look at all, look at everything you have to do, and um it's that's the sad part. So it it's a system of oppression, in my opinion. It's a system that keeps people and poverty but some people are lazy i'm not mm-hmm. just gonna be so oh the, the system i think some people are lazy um it's just easier to um not work and i think it's, still, i think it's rooted in ignorance though. i don't understand how it's easier to not work though because it's, it's you still have to have gas for your car, and but I guess that's where the um the cash come in from yeah. the food stamp benefits, or you know you got people out here selling their food stamps, but which is sad because you're selling your food stamps. So how are you gonna eat for the rest of the month? It's just this system, this never ending cycle of poverty, and that's why I think it's so intentional. It's not. I don't think the government is trying to help like that, but it's just this system of just poverty. And I think the laziness is rooted more in ignorance than just right. people don't care like if you're ignorant to things, if you don't under even understand your circumstances for what they what they are, then you won't really know like, right. oh, I can do better than this. Like, I can I can get out of this. So you just settle for getting your you know housing or cheap rent. You'll settle for because most people that get assistance work. I don't Mm -hmm. know a lot of people that don't work unless they're disabled. I really wish we would debunk that myth of just people ain't working. I don't know people that's just not working. I think everybody has to work unless they're just homeless. So, um, but I would say ignorance. I think we need to be more educated on on these systems. Um, Even, I'm not gonna dig too deep into it because me and Spring plan on talking about child support but i even think that the system of child support is still very much the government keeping uh tabs on households and families particularly particularly people of color mm-hmm. just to be honest so um we'll get into that in yeah, that far, go I guess. Yeah, but um i don't have any more questions but there are a couple more things i want to like kind of put out there before we get into our icebreaker and then we'll end the podcast because we going on 30 minutes hey we be talking this long <laughs> wow this how we really talk too this is just a regular conversation with me and spring one these are just a couple things i want to like debunk um the thing the myth of like black people and people of color are the only people that's benefiting off getting assistance wrong why how do you feel about that because I, I promise you okay i'm just gonna tell y'all this story <laughs> I when I when I was at the community college I was and I went to a community college in Davidson County in North Carolina that is majority white people I was the only black girl that graduated in as a paralegal so I was mostly the only black girl in a lot of my classes and this white girl said something to me we was talking about this was when Trump was running and she was super MAGA make America great again that's what she was on and she was just like she you know. She was insinuating this to me too, like um, people living off the government and all that. And she kept directing this towards me as if I was getting food stamps and, and was receiving housing. And like she was throwing this on me as if this was my life. And I finally just had to tell, I was like, What are you getting at? And she was like, Oh, don't you, your son probably, because she knew I had a kid. We would talk about our kids and all that. Don't your son receive food stamps? And I was like, I don't, I make too much to get them. And that didn't make me feel good because I wish I had food stamps. Mm-hmm. But it was just this stereotype of this misconception that black people, particularly like single mothers, black single mothers, like we get all the government assistance. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case because this girl, she had three children and was married. And they, and they was on all kind of, uh, Section A, cause they were below poverty. Her, her husband wasn't working. He was disabled, I believe, and she was getting food stamps and all that other stuff. So that just go to show the the lies. Forty percent of white people get food stamps. So that's that's the highest number of a race of a ethnic of, of a is it ethnic? No, it's a, of a race group. Mm-hmm. Is white people they they receive the highest amount of food stamps in America? So. How about that? Where they uh they play said Cause I don't never see them. <laughs> I don't never see all important people in uh. But you gotta think about it. But you gotta think about it. Um, the population is more white people than any other right. race of people, and then you gotta think about populations where there are not a lot of black people just think about this up the road for me in Denton, mm-hmm. where the the population of black people is point zero zero nine percent and that's probably that probably goes for like a mixed race person right. so you think they're not getting food stamps in Denton, north carolina all right because that is and so we need to debunk that <laughs> um oh one more thing and then i guess we can get into because it's going on thirty minutes. It's the idea that immigrants are coming in and taking the <laughs> government assistance. Like immigrants can just come to America and get food stamps and housing and all that. That is a lie. They don't qualify for it. Exactly. It's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> they take a our jobs. Yeah, like they can only benefit off of a uh, welfare um, subsidies if they probably live with somebody who is right. illegal um person that's it it and i wrote it down it was just like undocumented immigrants are stealing welfare benefits from citizens and then it says undocumented Im- immigrants are ineligible for anything except for emergency room care right and you know how expensive that is yes. so all that can get is if they really hurt hurt they can go to the emergency room and still gonna have to bill right and so i i'm just Ms. Spring thought that this would be a good topic to discuss and, and just just tear down some of the misconceptions um, and just people for people to really understand what it means to get um help. And I would just say if you do get help, don't feel ashamed, don't let nobody make you feel like you're less than or undeserving, especially if you're working, and if you're not working and you're trying don't feel bad it's really hard to find a job it it just really is they you it's like you gotta have all these degrees all these certifications your background gotta be good yeah it's just I say um and I seen this quote somewhere probably on Facebook it's expensive to be poor because you're literally fighting against a system that's that where you like a person who's born into money, born into all this privilege. They get to start up here, mm-hmm. and then you're starting way down here. But y'all moving like this. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. So don't don't feel bad, but also don't don't be don't get comfortable right in that. System. Don't hinder yourself. Right. You have any any more thoughts? Final thoughts? Nope. Well, in the words of Barbara Montgomery, I say just move with the cheese. Right, pretty much read that book too. By the way, mm-hmm. um, recommend move it's called Moving with the Cheese. I don't know the the author, that book is so good. It's you can read it in the hours mm-hmm. like 90 something pages. It's life, it's like life changing. Yeah, it is. A really. I, I read it like three times. Every time I read it, it motivates me to like I'd be on my Nipsey hustle. <laughs> um, the marathon continues, <laughs> mindset. <laughs> all right well before we get out of here we are always going to end on a fun note and we're going to always have like a really fun question that we ask each other and so the question that we came up with today was what disney character storyline does your life most resemble and so i'm gonna let spring (laughs) go with that one um would i be wrong to say cinderella i was thinking about cinderella on the way here Cinderella is who resembles me the most. I feel like her and a little bit of uh, um Princess and the Frog, Princess Tiana. I'm oh, Tiana. Uh-huh. So, like, them two both because, you know, I be running around chasing after kids, cleaning up after them all day. They don't help me. They don't even care. They just, you know how they should do Cinderella. But then right. yeah, I'm Tiana because, you know, I'm a black, strong woman, and, you know, I can do all things by you myself. Can cook. I can cook. Um we ain't gonna talk about the man part but you know <laughs> i ain't turned to no frog but you know she she was self-sufficient and she did what right. she had to do and she had a dream and she went for that and that's who i am right i'm a little bit of moana too you're i'm a little bit of so everybody nice. because you know moana wasn't playing i love <laughs> moana was definitely a part of mine but okay hey, like so i got a few too um mike was I had to to make sure. I I got a chance to think about it. I had to make sure that it was its Pixar, but Disney's Pixar. So I had to make sure. Um, (laughs) Mike Wazowski in um, Monsters University, though, like, cause that's me. Like, Mike was super like nerdy. He always wanted to be the best in the class. That's but he was super like, like I I was called like. I was considered weird. Like, I was never, like, the most popular person. But I, I never let that stuff shake me. Like, I always got good grades. I ain't care what nobody thought. So, that was Mike's mindset, like, oh, I'm going to be scary. Even though he wasn't even scary right. at all. And he even got into the university. And he, I just loved his drive. He was super confident, even though he was not scary. Sometimes I'm way too confident. But you know what? I'm going to try anyway. Right. So, I just felt like I was Mike Wazowski. But... He figured it out, like, he figured out, like, you know what, I might not be good in this area, but I figured out where I'm good at, and he was in the the end He Mm -hmm. managed one of the scariest people, and I was like, oh, I'm Mike Wazowski, (laughs) and um, um, Moana, I I just really could relate to Moana, I don't know what girl can't relate to Moana when they start really going through that, like, Mm self-awareness phase, and you be like... I just have to keep going back to the water. right. <laughs> like it's something about the water that just keeps pulling me back. Right. In. So definitely Moana, and you know who else? This is a little random too. And then um, Anna from Frozen. I was thinking about them too. Yeah, I like both of them, but I would say Anna only. I would say Anna because she like super quirky. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I you know. She just really wanted to get out of the castle. Right. So like we really go. trying to be cooped up in the house. <laughs> I felt her on that. I felt that one deep out of my soul. Like, I'm always trying to get out of the house when I get opportunity um she believed in love and it didn't work out that's kind of my life mm-hmm. um but i just like her quirkiness. but i like how she was riding right off her sister i'm riding off for my siblings no matter what i, I i'm a ride right or die and i was like man she she was about to die for her sister sure so, sure was. so I, I like i would say honor too and then just the lion king remind me of my family really like we black you know that that was like based in Africa. Yeah. So you know we black. Um. You can't tell us we ain't royalty. Mm-hmm. Um. L. J. Remind me of Simba you a little bit. So? Just the anime the animated part of him. So the Lion King would be my overall family. Like that's the family. Think about it. What was the little bird that followed him around everywhere? Um. <laughs> That's no, 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 no. The bird, uh, always telling him what... That's every grandma. Is the bird that's name? everybody's auntie yes. and grandma yes. trying to yes. keep you together. Um, do Mufasa remind me of my dad? I don't know if Mufasa remind me of my dad, but you know who Mufasa remind me of is Malik. Like, that's gonna be Malik with one of his kids yeah. one day. Like, look at all this stuff. This is yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Liz. That's so Liz, Malik. And Josh... Right, and, and my Simone and Puma. They just that's like who Josh, don't got, That's Josh and Genesis. Yeah, and all your crazy cousins. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> like who don't got crazy cousins that you won't be lit with like them? So the the Lion King just reminded me of all my family and then that's just my child. That's my favorite Disney movie. I know that wasn't a question, but still. All right, Spring. Well any further, one. any further Any further? Input on this discussion? No. I think we did good on this one. Yep. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye.